back. Hall of Fame name with a legacy that's long. That's the legend of the Armstrongs. Questions get answered. Oh, you didn't know. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. It's your boy Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to. Oh, you didn't know. The Colts. Oh, sorry. I was. <laughs> no, Buddy, they're bad. They're not that bad. I'm gonna have to break out that 64 inch flask back oh, there. That's uh, a big, that ain't even a flask. That's like a drum. <laughs> it's got, it's got an actual horseshoe on it. Actual size. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's actual, that's what they call a they vat. Do it. <laughs> that's that's the carafe's daddy. The <laughs> yeah. vat. Ah. My man, the final show of 2022, my friend. I know, I know. I'm so excited for 2023, but 2022, although uh, the road has not been uh, narrow. Oh, no, it has been narrow at times. It's bumpy and rocky and and uh, and emotional, but man, what a great year it's been for me. And I'm not even kidding. I, I got a dream job. I got hired back. I've been doing this podcast with, with cats and then you took over. So that was a little, little emotional roller coaster for me, but man, I've been happy since you joined on. I couldn't be happier. Um, and nobody noticed that you don't have any legs. You know what I mean? They can't even tell. And so I just, I'm just happy to be here and happy new year to you and yours, Cassio kid. <laughs> Now you are, uh, what are you, Pop Pop? Where's your grandkids? I'm Paul Paul, Lieutenant Paul Paul. I'm Paul Paul. And uh, and how was how was hey, Christmas with Paul Paul? Oh my! Did God. they come so to your all, house? Hey, yes, all of them under one roof. Come on, Kate. So how chaos. many is that? Five grandkids, Woo! three three kids, and all of them. Well, two of them married. One of them may as well be. So so everybody's got somebody, and everybody's somebody's got somebody. And so there's a lot of somebodies. But man, I love it because there's three bull, grandbaby boys that are one and a half tops. You know what I mean? Oh, three of them about chaos. the same man. So this Party is the, this is the first year. All three of them are going to be walking, and so man, it's going to be four oh. wheel drive, son. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah. Ready I to just go. talked about it in the past tense, and uh... <laughs> your Christmas was awesome, dog. It was great. It was great. Christmas was great. Have you had a Christmas tree cake, little Debbie? No, I have not, but I have. So my, I told you about my daughter baking all these things, so I can't really eat outside sweets right now. I'm kind of have to eat her stuff. But right. the thing about eating her stuff is, holy crap, it's good. Like she, okay. she's That's a good, good problem. Man. Yeah, she's good. She's really good at this baking thing, and uh, she's done it the second go-round, and, and it's made her a little, a little moolah, but she delivers it, too. She'll deliver it. You know, it's local. So she makes them in a little box and all that, and then tomorrow they're actually making. My wife did this, and I thought this was really cool. We kind of made a relationship with the, with the uh, assisted living facility. Uh, old people like me call it old folks home, but, but it's, it's right here in Jay, Florida, where, where I live. And my, my mom and dad lived in there, um, because my mom needed more attention than my dad could provide. But, but they let my dad, like we formed a relationship with them. They let my dad live in there and didn't charge any more money. And we put two beds in one. Wow. Like they really, really saved us so much money over the year. Cause it was just a year they were in there, maybe, maybe 14 months before my mom passed. And so anyway, my wife is going tomorrow and she took donations and she put her own money in and she has all these vases. I mean, excuse me, the coffee cups. And so she got coffee cups and put, you know, candies in them and did all this. And she's going to go take them. There's like 70, you know, uh, um, 
people living there, you know, uh, I don't, awesome. know what they would, I don't know what they'd be called, uh, but they're they're living there. Senior about, citizens, yeah, senior citizens is probably the right word. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say occupants or something like that. Like I don't know, um, but, but senior citizens, inhabitants, is pro- probably better. Yeah, these. Uh, anyway, they're, so they're making her and my my daughters are and my granddaughter are going up there tomorrow to pass them out and stuff. And I just thought, man. That's my wife's a good person, you know. What I mean? like, That's incredible. Like, like I didn't, I like didn't volunteer to go help her or anything. <laughs> she just no, did we, this and said, "Hey, can you watch the baby when we go do this tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to watch the baby. What are y'all going to do?" <laughs> We've got to talk about how people get crab cakes to their <laughs> yeah. house. Yeah. We got oh. serious stuff we're doing. Oh man, I tell you what, no, I could spend thirty minutes talking about them crab cakes, uh, uh, Jimmy. Big yeah. because it ain't a crab. It ain't a cake of crab. It's, it's a more crab, crab cake. And cake. Yes, yes, that's what I'm getting at. Is it's yeah. it's big, lumpy, clumpy, jumpy crab, and it's yeah, they're the they're the best, man. If you have not experienced it, we'll tell you how you can get that straight to your front door this mm-hmm. holiday season. But today, dog, we decided to wrap up the year by listening from all of our friendly skanks, our fans, our oh, listeners, our uh, I don't I'm know, working our on haters, detractors, some of them. Whatever they on, want to call them. I'm working on a song uh, about the skanks. It's, really? Yeah, it's, it's very, I'm very, in, very infantile uh, space right now. But it's something like you're lower than the scum that's on the bottom of a tank. You listen to my podcast. You're a skank. Boom. You know what I mean? Like it's just something. It's just, you're more spitballing right now. Right. And it's it's yeah. a work in progress, is what I'm telling yeah. you. But skanks for the memories. Skanks see? for the memories. <laughs> oh, skanks for the memories. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, it was so much better than my crap. Skank one. you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yes, I just showed my uh, lunchroom lady arms. Like, look, 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 look. <laughs> my lunchroom lady arms. <laughs> you want some lasagna? <laughs> Slap it, Joe. Slap it, Joe. Joe. Uh, uh, all right, so we're gonna get. I could just, gonna, we could just talk like this all day. We could. Me, do we have to answer questions? <laughs> well, let's get a couple. We of better them. since we since we asked for. Them. Yeah, we'd ask for them. We did, and they replied. At Ask Dog was the way to get in touch with us. Ooh. Please follow us on all the social medias at You Didn't Know Pod at Brian R D James at the Casio Kid, and you can find us all over Twitter, TikTok, the YouTube's the. Facebooks, yeah. the Instagrams, it's all there. The TikToks. It's all, it's all <laughs> there. Uh, but let's start off with the, not to be confused with any other one, uh, the, the Francis Reyes. Ah. Oh. Okay? Yes. Wants to know, you and Billy Gunn came over to the UK for a TNA fan party. Mm-hmm. Do you have any recollection I, I do okay. remember that. Said, can you tell us how it came around and what you did that day? So... It was not supposed to be, but Jeremy Borash uh, texted me and said, hey, you're going to be in town. Would you come over to this bar and uh, hang out? It's just a TNA party. We're going to have a couple people there, but you guys would be awesome. And we were, I don't think we were working anywhere at the time. And so we said, yeah, we'll come over there. Um, and we just went over to a bar and like hung out. And so we had a, we had a great time, but I mean, it wasn't supposed to be, it wasn't supposed to happen. It was just like a, a UK TNA kind of thing, and I don't even think we were working there at the time. So you just got, you just happened to be. Do we you just happened to be. Yeah, it was good timing, and uh, and Jeremy Borash is a friend, so I thought like, yeah, let's go over there. You know, we were uh, in town for something different, and I thought, well, this will promote that we're in town too. You know what I mean? Perfect. 
Uh, Wrestling Study Podcast, he also says, at Ad Free Shows for Life, says, two questions. One, any funny story on these two NXT wrestlers, past and current, Lars Sullivan and Dexter Loomis? Oh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is a great guy. I I didn't get to know Lars that well, to be quite honest with you. Look, I thought he was... uh, I thought Lars was going to be something special in this industry. Good guy when I met him, respectful. Uh, I don't want to use the word in a derogatory way, but freaking nature. Like he's a, he has, uh, I don't know what it's called, but gigantism or he whatever. Looked in, the actual, he looked intimidating. Yeah. And he, but, but so he was probably six, two or three, but 320 pounds of solid muscle, like man, you know what I mean? Like it was incredible. Um, and so I just thought, oh, this guy is going to be somebody. Vince thought the same thing. I think it put too much pressure on the kid, and he kind of backed out of it all. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know, but I, I, I thought, I thought he's going to be somebody. Um, and somebody. the other kid is somebody just beat Miz and won about twelve grand the other night in the ladder match on Monday Night Raw. Uh, and by the way, he can draw you. He, have yeah. you ever hey, seen him draw? Hey, caricature. He uh-huh. is a, he is the best. We used to have him draw on NXT almost every week. We would have him just draw pictures, and and you would find the picture that he drew, and it would be a story beat. You know what I mean? And so yeah, we utilized his drawing a bunch, man. One time he drew. Uh, we had a, we had a weird thing at the PC where we had uh, a live band play, and while the wrestling matches went on. And so it wasn't the it wasn't like the symphony thing that you saw with Lawler and and, and Jeff, but it was just it was just to do be have like a creative day where we yeah. had a, a a a ring a ring mat hung up and he drew everybody on it. Shawn Michaels super kicking him, uh, me and and everybody standing around. You know what I mean? Like he drew wow. everybody on there and the band was playing. There was matches going on. There was it was a, it was actually a really cool day. Um, but yeah, that Dexter's a heck of a talent. If I think of wrestlers that can draw, I think Dexter Loomis and Lash LaRue. Well, I think of Jerry Lawler. Uh, oh, too. I forgot La- about Lawler. Dude, yes. Lawler. Yeah, Lawler's great. But but Lash is great, too. So, it's yeah, those guys. Does, can Brett draw? And I'm dead serious. I think Brett could draw, too, right? He said he drew more than you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but... Well, that's the shoot. Now, he ain't lying. Look, I didn't say he was a liar. I said... <laughs> <laughs> He definitely did that. Uh, no questions asked. But but I swear, I thought for some reason, I thought he was an artist too. Um, and I may be wrong is here. It, but I, do you mean for real? You I'm dead that? serious. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't I'm know dead if he serious. I, I, think, I think he is. I, for some reason, I remember that. I can't believe uh, nobody's chimed in on the sidebar over here. Or dirtbags. Uh, oh, he does caricatures. He, he, yeah, he, okay, good. He is. Uh, characters. Yeah, yeah, so, so I never would have thought that. Yeah, he's actually really good at it. Because I remember at one... Like at one mania at the access thing, they had him drawing one time and then and King drawing another, and like they voted who was the best, whatever. Like wow. I think I think King killed him, so it was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you almost got out of there. I know. I'm just being got, that, that really no, that really happened. All that really happened, and I, I don't uh, know who won the contest. They were both great, so but they drew, and that was, that's where I remember that from. Uh, he also, his two-parter was, who pitched the Dexter Loomis 
not talking, only staring. I can imagine someone like you from NXT <laughs> challenging him to a staring contest. Yeah, so I didn't challenge him to a staring contest, but I did want his hometown to be Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, I wanted him to be from Skinwalker Ranch, and I, and I, and I just... Uh, that sounds awesome. Well, so there's a show called Skinwalker Ranch, and there's a place called Skinwalker Ranch. And the truth about Skinwalker Ranch is like there's a bunch of uh, paranormal activity that happens oh. out there, or it's or it's you know reported. A lot of UFO sightings, a lot of you know uh, cow mutilations, a lot of stuff. And so I just thought, what a crazy the show had just come on. I had just started watching it, and I was like, oh man, this show's cool. And it's you know it is what it is, but it's entertaining. And so I just thought. From Skinwalker Ranch, Dexter Loomis and Hunter was like, "What is Skinwalker Ranch?" <laughs> he just buried it straight away and was like, oh, "From he's from somewhere, you know, I don't forget where he's from now." Um, but Skin I thought Skinwalker Walker Ranch. Ranch. Look, I loved, uh, I loved Loomis. Loomis has yet to say a word, right? Like, or no, no he said, "I do." I think, I think yeah. those were the first two words he said. Or no, he may have just shook his head at the guy. I don't. I don't know. We talked about those being the first two words he says was "I do." Great character. It's going to be fun to see how he develops. For yeah, sure. I agree. He's great I agree. right now. Um, our buddy AFS Yambag. Oh, mm. wait, wait, wait. Some of our uh, our dirtbag crew has pulled up some of Brett's artwork. Oh, if you would like to, I have a yeah. Can uh, we take can a, we? Oh, that's is that me? Hitman art. Oh, that's Rick, Rick Flair. Flair. Oh, he's bleeding. Look <laughs> <laughs> at the nose. And the teeth. He gave him the saggy The boobs. picture is like a caricature of, yes. of Rick Flair. Uh, with saggy, <laughs> saggy teats and a, and a Speedo on, but blood is flowing from his head. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't know what I thought he was drawing, but that was not it. That was not even in the realm. Of what I thought Bret Hart oh, art Lord. looked like, my friend. <laughs> well, I don't great. know if that was his best work. <laughs> Happen to be honest with you. <laughs> oh Lord, there's room for improvement. All right, uh, our buddy Yambag. Hey, back, back to Yambag. Yambag says, "Ask Dog." Not really a question. I just want to hear Dog and Cassio break out in some Christmas classics. It's festive, bitches. Is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ain't lying. Like he ain't lying. It's, hey, where you where you at on Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? I'm about halfway through it. <laughs> Have you ever? But watched I'm it? I'm reading the book. Oh, you were in the book version. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? I'm reading the book. If you ever lied it. on this, show, I have it seen then. it. I have seen have it, you? but not in a while. I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> what? Let's go. This. What's Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies for dog? Oh man. I don't know. I, Elf, probably. Okay. Like That's I don't. I, I don't love the real sentimental ones. Like I, I mean, I, look. I love growing up. I love the Christmas story and the, you'll shoot your eye out. That whole thing. Okay. Um, I, there was a big debate uh, in in a meeting the other day about whether or not the first Home Alone is a Christmas movie. Happens at Christmas. This is the same deal with. But but it happens at Christmas. But right. could it have happened on the Fourth of July? Well, see, this is the same argument for Die Hard. Yeah. Die yeah. Hard happens at a Christmas party. Yeah. But it's not really about Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there's... What do you I think? Don't even know, I don't even know if there's a message, a, a Christian or Christmas message at all, no. in 
in Die Hard. You know what I mean? No, no, like no. it's Yippee Kaye, MFR, and it's it's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing uh, Jingle Bells about it. You know what I mean? So you're um, saying at least Home Alone's got the we're all should be family and let's yeah, be together. and together. And we're sorry we forgot you. We come back together. It's a family traditional family movie so it makes it leans towards the but look there was a heated argument about this <laughs> and, the, and the decision was made that home alone 2 christmas movie but home That's alone 1 okay. home alone 1 was debatable and so i i right, didn't have about- a dog i didn't have a dog in the fight i just saw who was the angriest and i went against him <laughs> <laughs> If it was Dexter Loomis, it was a one-sided conversation. <laughs> uh, National Lampoons? Uh, Christmas Vacation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's got some great lines and stuff out of it, but it's not like I watch it again this okay. year. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wa- Elf, I will watch it if it's on. I'll Bad watch Santa. it if it's on in March. Um, I hadn't seen Bad Santa. I don't what? Think I'd, yeah, I don't think I'd watch that. Yeah, I think you would. <laughs> well, I, obviously I wouldn't. I ain't. <laughs> it's Billy Bob. I like Billy Bob Thornton, but I liked him in Sling Blade. Okay. Anything okay. else? Anything else was. Our, child, what about, all the me, times he got Academy Awards and stuff. What about <laughs> everything else he's done? Uh, uh, yeah. We, we, he, but he wanted Christmas songs. I, I we, we got sidetracked on movies. Yeah, we did. What's but, the uh, first Christmas songs that you go? I can I can listen to that already. Because I'm not a big Christmas music guy. Like I don't go. Hey, it's December first. We need to play it for the next yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. But I do. Can songs. I tell you a secret? I do sing out loud Christmas songs as I walk through the airport during Christmas time. Really? Like I totally not like for all to hear and spreading joy and cheer. You know what I mean? It was. It was Which just ones like, do you like to lay it into? It was just. Um, What's something you lean into? I don't know. I don't know. I like you know the weather outside is frightful, but the fire, fire is, so is so delightful. Delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow. Let it snow. Let it snow. Oh. And, and look, I also like. Uh, By the way, that's not. A I'll Christmas tell you song. the Go song ahead. I that was not a Christmas song. Well, he he doesn't even mention Christmas. Did you know that? He says snow though. It's this this December. That's for sure. Well, I know it snows in February. I know that. You're a damn liar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Are you um, I mean, that you are donkey? a noted. You are a noted liar. But I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That song is not Christmas. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, look, I always say jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bell rock. Mm. Jingle bell. Me and my six-year-old granddaughter mm. last night, literally on the drive home from the airport, sang. Uh, she said, I bet I can sing jingle bells better than you. Oh. <laughs> I said, I bet you can't. What and a she challenge. said, I bet I can. And then she like sung it really well. Like She can sing pretty good. She's starting to find her little voice, and she's in key. And it's, and it's funny. So then when it came to me, I said, oh, is that what you got? That's all you got? And I said, jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> jingle all the way. And, uh, and she started laughing, and I said, did I win? <laughs> did I win? <laughs> she said, pawpaw. Can I get? Uh, can I get? She said, "Paul, Paul, take me to McDonald's and shut up." Can I get Terry Funk singing "Deck the Halls"? Can I deck the halls with boughs of holly? Follow Lolly, you friggin' eggs your mother's <laughs> Like I don't know, you're putting you're putting me on the spot now. I, the acoustics aren't right in here. All right, my then... favorite Christmas song since we're here on the record. Yep, Donny Hathaway. This Christmas gets me every time. Hey, wait. Fire, fire, blazing bright. That one. 
I caroling through the night. Oh. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love watching me. you. I love watching you sing better than I like listening to it. <laughs> is that is that problematic? Just mute it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be honest with you. Never heard that song before Come in my on. life. Because you said this Cancel Christmas. And the, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was Last Christmas by George I Michael. I love that song. I got to be honest with you. This is maybe more than I'm ready to share right now, but I'm going to. I'm a fan of George Michael. I mean, he's oh, dead now, but I was a yeah. fan of George Michael. I went and saw him in Landover, Maryland when I was 18 years old in the Marine Corps. And I just got there and some girls were going to the concert, had two extra tickets. Me and my buddy went. I got so drunk, I threw up and don't really remember the concert. But we went to see them, um, I'm told. And did, they, did they wake they, you up before they go-goed? Or? They rocked the world. And he <laughs> got up there and shook his butt. Dunk, 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 dunk. Oh, well, you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Ah. Baby! Baby! I went into Limp Biscuit mode. Yeah, you did. You did. You went to Ted. I gotta have faith! Michael Double M, he wants to know with all this heat and beef going around, not the beef you put in a sandwich, oh. does dog have beef with anyone? Is there heat with Brett over the comments made several weeks ago? If so, is this heat better than Bret Hart? <laughs> Look at his. <laughs> hey, he looks good there. The goods. Oh, looks traps, like a million bucks. Biceps. Always worked out hard. Always looked good. Always could go all night if you needed to. Like, from what not, we know, got, Bret Hart has not, not even only, heard our comment. No, hell no. Um, and if he has, he. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You just nosed your your diet Dr Pepper on your friggin' Casio. <laughs> keyboard there uh, <laughs> no but even if he has like it's 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 me being stupid and being me and like if i look i believe that but if you if that bothers you then man i don't know i ain't got time for that do ain't you nobody, have ain't nobody beef. got time for that there's no beef or no heat uh and i said From that anyone. on the podcast too like especially with brett there was we were always got along well um with anyone i'm trying to think right now who I feel funny about walking into a room with. That's a good place to be, man. Yeah, I can if, honestly if you're say. Really think about it. I, I got nobody, bro. Yeah, I got nobody, and I and I'm dead serious. Like I, I feel like there's. I'm happy that way too. I have peace of mind. I I say yeah. what I mean, and I mean what I say, and I, and I stand by it too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I backtracked a little bit because it made me feel bad that I leaned into the Brett thing. Uh, and I know this is probably not the question at all, but I leaned into it and it made me feel guilty. <laughs> it really did. And it, and it was like, oh man. But it, it also, at the same time, it was the, the one thing I, one time I kind of slang mud or slung mud, uh, and it gets all the traction. You know what I mean? It just goes to show where we're at, where, that kind of negativity is the attractive part. Yeah. And and me saying for two hours how great he was is, is not interesting at all. Well, you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And and that's that's where we're at. It's a it's a soundbite society, my friend. The the content or intent that you are speaking with matters not. What what we capture and and put out uh in a soundbite to grab you, that's that's the attractive part. The rest of it's just 
the truth. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I refuse to play to it, and I, but I appreciate everybody who just watched that clip on TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah, um. yeah. I do, I, I do too. I thank them, and 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 like that. That's that's where we're at. Is that yep. kind of negativity draws the attention, but the positivity is. I ain't got time for that. You know what I mean? And that's that's sad. Sean Berkey, uh, you you mentioned you were a fan earlier of Skinwalker Ranch, but he says. Yeah. If you could be on a TV series, what show would you be on? I think Ooh, I know a, based on a off series. Talk. Yeah. Can I say something? I don't know the name of it. I know I found this today on. I'm gonna say I think it was Netflix, but it's about a a, a crocodile. Definitely a crocodile guy uh, who's uh, not Steve Irwin by any stretch of the imagination, but he relocates crocs, and he's a rich dude. You can tell. I don't know what he does for, Whoa. but but but. He's beautiful. His wife's beautiful. They have a beautiful kid. It's like the be most beautiful people I've ever seen literally jumping in the water and getting on crocodiles and stuff like in the wild. And so I watched like two episodes while I babysat my grandkids today when they took a nap. And I, I'm in love. Like, holy mackerel, this show is awesome. Huge, huge Australian crocs and beautiful people like uh, like capturing them and relocating them with like helicopters and all. Because it was very exciting too wild you know? croc and territory is that it yes yes that's it that's it exactly oh my gosh you got to look up the people i want to see this guy's face he's got the most beautiful eyes you will be lost in I his eyes stare at him. i don't I even know his name him. his name might be crocodile matt wright and his fearless Ooh. team of crocodile wranglers yep. catch and relocate some of the world's most ferocious reptiles in australia's wild outback wild croc territory bro he caught a 15 footer and they had to go in. It was a, it was just an episode and a and a, a mission they had to accomplish. And he explains safety regs as he goes. You know what I mean? He's not going wow. look at this little beauty. He's going this little beauty will break my legs with its head if it gets a chance. You know what I mean? So I got to stand like this and I got to. And he has an Australian accent. I was about to say the dreamy accent gets. Oh me yeah, every time. yeah, yeah. His eyes and the accent. I was I was ready to move to Australia, but then uh, I saw his wife and kid, and uh, that threw a real monkey wrench into my machinery. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you'd want to be on Game of Thrones. You're hot oh, and heavy man, on it. Man, right I am now. hot and heavy on that right now. But I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's so mean and hateful. Like the <laughs> just the verbiage and the the dialogue. We, we can There's, throw you out the sky pit or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, sky the castle, moon, the moon hole or whatever it was. <laughs> Something. That's what and I. The, I don't want to be the guy where they cut to it to show you how bad that is. And I, <laughs> this guy was against us. Just throw, me out. throw out the moon That was hole. me. I was make, on Game of Thrones. Make the man fly, mommy. Um, <laughs> Um, I definitely yeah, don't so, want to be so, Theon. I do not no, no, want to be Theon. No, no or Grey Worm. <laughs> My man. Uh, oh no. Yeah, they had a hard. Actually, run. at this point, you probably, I probably pass as Grey Worm. Um, <laughs> just for the. <laughs> but it's more That's like a, it's more like a grub you. worm and a gray turtleneck. Here comes the Grey Worm. <laughs> All right. Wild Croc territory. Yes. So I would love to be on wild, but but you know what? Truth be told, I would love to be on a bunch of shows. Like I would love to be on Ghost Hunters, and I've said that before on here. I would love to uh, 
go and do crocodile stuff, but you I'd like be to win all the death. reality stuff. Yeah, I would like to do that crap that's scary and exciting. Like now I'm old and I'd probably try to jump on a croc and get killed or something, but it'd be good TV and, and it'd not be a bad way to go. Like he got eaten by a crocodile, bro. <laughs> like he, didn't just, he didn't just fall asleep and not wake up. We'd, talk, we'd cut to your reality show and it'd just be you staring at your goats. <laughs> it's drinking coffee. Just, hey, how's it going? You see that goat over there? <laughs> That's He's old. a liar. What, what's their names? <laughs> Yeah, great names, some of them. Uh, yeah, you quit naming uh, them though. You got too many. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Doris and Annette are the two, the two Doris, all black, yeah. all black females with horns, and yeah. one of them keeps jumping over the fence, and so I gotta, oh, no. every time we feed them, I got to get her back in there. Um, and then we have uh, uh, we call the one just Red Mama. She's like <laughs> she's like a red one. We have Maggie May, we have Gretel, we have Kryptonite, uh, we have Petunia. Kryptonite. And kryptonite. And I can't never remember his name, and I call him Grodicky. And, uh, <laughs> and my wife my wife gets so mad, but I was in the Marine Corps with a guy named Grodicky. And for some reason, every time I think of that goat, I think about Grodicky. And so <laughs> Grodicky, my wife would go, it's kryptonite. It's not even Grodicky, if you're out there, your legacy yep. lives on, yeah, sir. Yeah, it lives on, goat. man. Uh, I miss you. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Because my wife and I were sitting in our living room on a Friday night at 8 o'clock. And we had the conversation, hey, are we going to do that refinance? Oh, yeah, I guess we need to get on that. And so I submitted an interest card online. And within 15 minutes, they were calling, taking all my preliminary information on a Friday night. So we were like very impressed with that. The process from the start to the finish, because you know, there's a lot of steps involved with the mortgage process. And each step it seemed like it just flowed from one step to the other without any bumps, no seams. Uh, Blake is also, we know him personally as well, but you know none of that really factored in. Uh, he was professional, he did his job, uh, he got results, and he got results quick. And let, let me just say, first of all, that it's been about eight years since we've been through this process, and we were taken aside by the fact that we have, we did not set foot in an office. Everything was done electronically. This process has really just left us in shock. And uh, the fact that if you want to refinance, I mean, this process in First Family was like, like I said, it was so simple, so easy. And I would 10 out of 10 recommend. It's Zoe Lopez, but we just celebrated Christmas, and I think this is the first time, the only on, time we can. Hit, hold on, Zoe, Zoe, Zoe. I don't know the rest of it. Sorry. Is the king of oh, Israel. Yes, I did know that word. That better, word better Zoe song. First Zoe or Zoe, Zoe. I'm not the same sure. Song? I don't have any. The last Zoel. 
Oh. Uh, but Zoel wants to know what's your absolute go-to karaoke song? Oh, look at there. You know what I was singing right there? What? A song I've never sang since and oh. never sang before that day. I learned the song that day and sang it. What was it? It was, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the name of it, it is. It looks serious. It it was hard to sing. It, it had looks a lot emotional. Of the, the range was uh, difficult for me, and I had to do it live for the first time ever. So it was not easy. Um, but maybe we can find that. It was like at a Slammies or a, some kind of awards Was show it an in-memoriam or... thing? It looked serious. It was, yeah, it was about Johnny Cash. No, I don't <laughs> You can see where they had the hat on. Yeah, you were serious, I was man. a preacher. I was... <laughs> you had no, the was... suit on with the oh, hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a with a bolo tie too because I was a country singer, you know. What was your What was your go to karaoke when you did a karaoke bar? I, you know what I I I so I had a stint where I did karaoke a lot in in uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, when I was in the okay. military, and I uh, went to this little local bar that I had was friends with the owners and uh, and their wives and and fr- families and and so I would go over there. Um, and sing, and I did a lot of, this was back in the day, so it was a lot of Clint Black, a lot of uh, maybe oh, Garth, you know what I mean? That 90, 90 about, you know what I mean? Like 90s, it was pro- 90s country. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, Blame it and, on the rain. Yeah, so I would do it, I would do it on uh, mm, Tracy Lawrence. I oh. loved the Tracy the original stuff with Tracy Lawrence. Paint um, me in Birmingham. Paint me in Birmingham is one of my favorite songs now, but I didn't find it until later. Around. Yeah. Huh? Man, oh, it's good. That's a good Come one. Dog. Now? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good. That's a great one. And alibis. I loved alibis. Was a that big hit. And, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And oh. all the things that. Um. Uh, so. Uh, oh. Yes, he has the video of me singing the song. Oh, it's perfect! What a perfect timing! We gotta play it. Here we go. Something gone wrong. Welcome to the Slammys. This is something gone wrong. Something gone wrong. I think let's sing something gone wrong. Distant longing caught me by surprise. So, uh, laying next to me, but I can't see that you're not really there. Come on! So, um, literally learned it that day. And I wonder now just where you go. Huh? How'd you leave? And ever coming home. Oh, see? See, it's hard to hit don't that. Never, and don't you ever go away. Oh, baby, don't you go away. Okay, let's get out of that. Come on now. I'm embarrassed. Um, but <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's just funny to Boy, they wrote myself. that high. Hey, it was just, and it was, so there was a lady, Terry Filippetti. I'll never forget if you're out there, Terry. Thank you. Um, she held 
uh, cue cards in the front row because I didn't know the words even. That's I just learned the song that day, and uh, and like it's. I, tr- never I was before trying and since. never, never before and never since. Um, <laughs> something gone wrong. Uh, but that could maybe. have been the name of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that should be. Wrong. Oh, you didn't know? No, something's <laughs> gone wrong. <laughs> Bless their hearts. <laughs> right. uh, oh. <laughs> that wasn't that name wasn't bad. It's no. Not, it doesn't suck. It's not great, but it doesn't suck. By the way, I do not personally like to do karaoke. Uh, there's usually um, extracurricular things yes. going on, of yes. course, but that you just so that would also end up up there. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? You right. go, How did I get up here? And I don't even and know the words to this song. For a while, my song that I would always go to, and by the way, it would bring the vibe to a halt. Okay, <laughs> you know, usually people would like the uppity songs and yeah. we're having fun, and then somebody—it was usually me. <laughs> Get up, and my jam for the longest was Grand Tour by George Jones. And I, oh. I mean, but it would go from somebody singing hey, like, a- wipe out, you know what I mean? And I'm like, step right up, come on in. If you like to take the Grand Tour. If you like, hey, only person with a sweeter voice than him was Vern Gosden. Oh, and come now on. look, I would love to, I would love to sing some Vern Gosden on the. Uh, but man, what a voice he had! He could just fall into falsetto. Right. I was about to say range. Right in and out. Yeah, range, just go into got man, just crazy. Yeah, uh, Jason, the voice. They call Jason, him the voice. Jason Bayless wants to know. Brian G tells a story in his book that there were rumblings of trying to bring Dog back in the summer of 2002 and reform DX. Yep. True or false? True. Okay, True. And he says the but DX I was, thing. I, I literally was like in jail or something when they went. <laughs> there's a there's a funny story I should have told about uh, on, the, on, the, on the other podcast that we did about uh, Russo going, look, I'm trying to get DX back together, bro. Road Dog's in jail. China's over here. She's doing this. I'm going to bring in X-Park. <laughs> And he's gonna come in, and you know what I mean. <laughs> so, and uh, and like that, that that was a shoot conversation that was had. Like I was, it was that WWA deal. I had a contract, and they were promoting me on the. I was supposed to be in Vegas for the pay per view, and I'm in jail in Milton, in the Milton Hilton, uh, in, in Milton, Florida. And uh, like people are looking at me, like, is that you're supposed to be there? <laughs> like, yeah, That's it's you, right? It's okay. not gonna happen. I'm not gonna have the match for the world title. <laughs> Maybe we can get wrap it up before then. I can get yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. If we could come to some <laughs> sort of agreement, I'd really <clears throat> like to be out of here. He says. Uh, also, the D- the DX thing actually ended up happening, but Triple H turned on Sean the same night. Mm. What a dirty Sean dog that Triple and H. Triple is. H could never figure out: are they together? Are they are they separate? You know what I mean? And they were. You know, they, so it's awesome that they come together and they do this DX thing, but they're so good at what they do. I hate to uh, leave them together if I'm the in charge of creative. You know what I mean? Right. Like those guys can be top guys on either side of the roster, either one of them, and their draws, and I could use that. And so it's hard to put them together, you know, and make sense of it all and, and qualify it anyway. Shiner and yeah. X-Park will be my new favorite thing and dog. What was dogs, dogs in jail. Chiners in California. <laughs> what was Shoner? I what don't do know. Ca- what do you call him? Triple H? Probably Hunter. 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 Uh, and Billy? Does he call him Billy? What do you call him? BG? <laughs> I don't even remember. Billy uh, hated everybody then. 
He did too. He was a mean son of a gun. He's Kate. not at all. But Billy used to be Cantankerous. <laughs> was the his, Cantankerous was his middle name. And that's the dude you do not want cantankerous. If, no, if one no, of them has got to be in it, it's open to Because he is from Texas. <laughs> How's his mother? What's his mother? How's his mother? Wild Crop Territory. Just remember that. What was the guy's name? Matt Wright? Wait. <laughs> we need everybody to know you're talking about the series still. Not, I yeah, said, Wild Crop Territory. Well, I asked how Billy Gunn's mother was, and you said... Wild croc. <laughs> yeah, she catches crocodiles. That's her dealing with her is like. I, I saw I saw something shiny over here, and I looked in the sidebar <laughs> in the Judge Edo sidebar we have over here, territory. and I just saw I just saw wild croc territory again. Uh, KJ Roscoe he tweets us that you didn't know. Pod is Cassio Kid a better sports entertainer than Brad Hart? <laughs> so, well. Look, I'm going to be honest. I've seen Cassio do stand-up comedy. I ain't never seen Brett do that. Those are just two facts that can live together in harmony. I'll tell you this. Yeah, and you can do with them. You can do with what those two facts you feel like. By the end of the show, I'm going to draw something as good as Brett Hart. I'm going to tell you that. You get answering questions, I'm going to draw, yeah. As good as the flair? (laughs) (laughs) Flair drawing? Because I believe you can do that. I don't think this is... That was uh, a caricature of a caricature. I right, think. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he was doing it for humor, <laughs> clearly. Uh, Bobby KF5GTX. Uh, he's also an AFS top guy. He hit us up and says, Road Dog. Well, we kind of covered it, but if you had to nail it down, most favorite Christmas song. Oh, man. Look, I look good in that picture for what you don't see. Look for at those that. of you uh, without. Uh, eyes i guess i'm not sure um you know how do you see this if it's on youtube yes youtube Um, it's a picture of me with santa beard and santa hat and to be quite honest you didn't have to put the beard in you could have just used my you have a white yeah yeah. and uh and it was a great picture of me as santa yeah my favorite look i like i like all christmas songs i do i like christmas music my mom played christmas music i'll tell you what uh what is a tradition around my house uh individually is and with me and my wife is Elvis Christmas music. We usually always Christmas morning have Elvis Christmas music on, uh, when nice. the kids, yeah, when the kids come out and open presents. Now, look, if that doesn't say white trash and skank, I don't know what it does. <laughs> Nothing does, baby. <laughs> you had two roads. You could go Elvis yeah. or Sinatra and you went Elvis. Yeah. Staying on brand, baby. Yeah, that's all. Austin Williams, what's your thoughts on Roman Reigns' historical two-year reign as undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Champion? Do you think it is the greatest in history? <laughs> so, it's the greatest in uh, distant history, that's for sure. Um, it's the hottest thing in, in sports entertainment, in professional wrestling. Uh, the, the bloodline storyline as a whole and the... Uh, intricacies in the in the uh, relationship and the characters all it's the best thing in wrestling right now and, and there's not even a close second like that's just that's just how it is um and so look i i don't say that because they hired me back i say that because it's a fact and if you disagree with it it's because you're a hater and you're not looking at the big picture you're playing small ball um but yeah roman reigns and his reign uh have been epic and history making for the wwe as a entertainment conglomerate in the world you know what i mean like it's it's good for business it's best for business uh 
and, and still that, going. Yeah, yeah. We still getting even, bigger every day. Yeah, we ain't even close to. Mm-hmm. We ain't even close to over. Uh, RJ Real Ray in Rock says you can book the Armstrong family against one other wrestling family throughout history. Mm-hmm. Who would you book and why? So it would have been weird because the time I would have done it, it would have been the Von Erichs and I wouldn't have been wrestling yet. But uh, but <laughs> but it would have been my brothers and dad against Von Erichs and Fritz. You know what I mean? And I thought, man, that would be. That would be Woo. hot. Look, I got to see. I got to see a lot of great stuff, um, in in my career. I got to see see them work with the Freebirds. You know, the the Von Erichs work with the Freebirds. I got to see my family work with. Uh, I don't know a lot of people. I guess. What about the hearts? <laughs> I saw my brother. So look, I I I, I wouldn't would wouldn't like, and I think this is where you were shooting for. I wouldn't like they to wrestle the hearts. <laughs> I wouldn't like that. I would rather it be with somebody who has my same philosophy and my same uh, style so that it's not swimming upstream. Yeah. And by by that, I don't mean it would be hard to work with him. I work with Brett. It's very easy to work with him. He, he's a wrestler, and he does wrestling stuff, and I'm not good at that. So I had to try to keep up, and I, and I couldn't, of course, but I knew what to do. I knew how to try to keep up anyway. So... I don't know. I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted to wrestle them. I think in the South, it was more entertaining. You know what I mean? And I'm just being honest. I think it was more about the entertainment, about the, uh, you know, Memphis, they did everything. Ha ha. And every, you know, all kind of stuff. And that's entertainment to me. That's what I want to do. I don't want to go out there and wrestle all serious. Like, I don't know. That's not, that wasn't my philosophy. (laughs) That's against my philosophy. Like you said, uh, when we brought it up, you yep. and Brett and his whole family look at wrestling different than your yep, family. For sure. A hundred percent. I mean, what? I'll never forget. Like I, I called my dad one time and said, yeah, they want, uh, they want me to do a job. And he was, he said, you shut your damn mouth. You have a job. And I said, yes, sir. And he goes, then you do the job. And right. I, and it was like, Hey, they, they, that's what they ask you to do tonight. You know what I mean? It ain't about, and I learned early on okay, there's a bigger picture here. It ain't about Brian. You know what I mean? In Brian's head, it can be about Brian, but then you're just setting up expectations that are false and you're going to crumble. And you, you know what I mean? It's going to be upsetting to you in the future at some point. Uh, Lindsay, the cupcake girl. Well, there she in. is. Uh, now that we are through with Christmas, dog, she says, uh, what's your favorite Christmas traditions you do with your family? Also, after that, we need a turkey versus ham for Christmas dinner debate it by the way it's ham and not even close in my book just well so I, i'm gonna jump there first too because those pictures i'm gonna Incredible. say turkey but but it but it's only if it's cooked perfectly yep. and that's the problem there's too much error for for cooking a turkey like it's it's never here's what turkey does it's not done it's not done it's done it's not it's overdone <laughs> it's dry <laughs> That's how fast it is. Oh, this is perfect and it's dry. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that is it, man. It's, it's almost ready. Get it's it almost, like, it's dry! Oh, man, that looks awesome. And it scares my wife because it looks not cooked. You know right. what I mean? It, it's kind of wet still. And yes. I'm thinking like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll chance the, uh, you know what I mean, botulism or whatever I'm going to get. This. Good turkey slice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. This turkey's really good. Could I get another can of gravy, please? <laughs> yeah. uh, and and so that's the thing with me. It's so hit or miss that I go with a ham too because I even like a ham. Dude, I'll eat a ham. Look at I eat turkey sandwiches and stuff too. But that, that leftover stuff. Are you still working on your picture? Oh man, I'm I, I'm knocked this out of the park, dude. It's you. 
It's you. I can't see it. Oh. <laughs> you, you got your... That is me. That's a good picture. Huh? Yeah, right there <laughs> it is. Better? It's right there, right next What's to better? it. What's better? How come I look like butthead? I mean, look, I, didn't, I don't have colored pencils in here. <laughs> I, I can't color it in like Bret Hart did, but he we got there. Butt. He said butthead. <laughs> that's that's us, by the way. I just realized me and you are oh, yeah. some butthead. We're just, just... Red, we're just white trash beavis and buttheads. <laughs> it was right there in front it's of us. Southern beavis and butthead. So the names are like Bubba and Buford, <laughs> Buford and Bubba. You know what I mean? It's like... uh, my, my Festus was what my uncle used to call me. <laughs> Festus. Uh, well, Festus and Buford. I get that. that. Was our, that was our I get word. that. Uh, what about Christmas traditions? You've hit on it before. Your daughter, your daughter cooks now. She's that's a yeah, new tradition. Yeah, that, so that, she's that's baking the stuff. sweets. Yeah, the sweets. She's on top of that. And and so one thing that I do like is my daughter. You know, my son usually comes up for. We all come to my house, and I and I love that. Um, but they all have their people too, so it's usually a scheduled yeah. thing. And maybe they come one here, and the other ones come here, or whatever. So it's it's all great trying to get them all together, but. They each do bring different foods now. Like my one daughter's really good at making the deviled eggs and such, and you know, and the stuffing or whatever it is, the dressing, whatever we want to call it. Everybody's um, got their role now. I don't want to offend you. Um, so yeah, Jesus they have, they have their rolls, and and I buy the Hawaiian rolls, and so that's perfect. And we we all eat. Like I just love the togetherness. You know what I mean? And that's. I bought this house to be my forever home that me and my wife and my youngest daughter live in now. And it's wide open. Um, it has a lot of space outside, but inside it's a very open floor plan with like a yeah. staircase right in the middle that goes to the upstairs. But like everything else is just wide open across the whole house. And it's, I just love it. It's got windows that are like from the floor. They're like 10 feet tall. You know what I mean? Cause all the, all the ceilings are like 10 feet tall. And so it's just a, big feeling place that feels it feels great when I, they fill it up with my grandkids and my children. You know what I mean? It's like all of my love, all of my whole heart in under one roof at one time. And so just being together is the, is the favorite tradition, but you know, we, we, our favorite tradition when my mom was alive was we had a birthday party for Jesus. And I know some people think that's crazy, but that was my mama had the faith of a child, man. And, and if, if, you want to be a, a Christian like it. We, she's the template. You know what I mean? She really was. She she was a, a saint. And so we we haven't had that again because ever the kids are grown and they all have their own thing like we talked about. But maybe we should start that back up. You know what I mean? It's something. It's a just a, even if nothing else, it's a reason to get together. You know. There you go. And eat some uh, cake. Daniel, some. Oh, y'all had full blown cake. Oh yeah, birthday cake. Oh yeah. 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 With a with happy birthday Jesus on the cake. Yeah. We didn't do all the candles. It'd be a lot of candles. It'd be a lot of candles. A lot yeah, of yeah. candles. Uh, Daniel Zamorano says, Dog, give me your top five favorite movies. Ooh. Well, that's going to be tough that's to narrow down. One, man. It is hard. It's that you got to put me on the spot, and it's hard. Look, I, I love different movies for different reasons. When I was 14, I went and saw the original Rambo like 10 times and, uh, and just loved yeah. it. Thought it was the best thing ever. Still watch it to this day. It still stands. You know what I mean? It stands as a, as a great movie. Um, I love the born stuff. I love the born stuff. Not, not so much with the new stuff with Jeremy Renner, but the, the Matthew, what was his name? Matt Damon, Matt Damon. um, d doing some of the born stuff. The first ones for sure were my, were some of my favorite, but look, I also love, uh, Full Metal Jacket. You know what I mean? I love movies like like that was a big one to me. 
Um, I don't know. There's so many great movies. Not lately, of course. Uh, but <laughs> but I do want to see. Uh, I think it's called The Woman King. Like it just came out. Oh on, yeah, on, uh, it looks awesome. Yeah, it does look awesome, and I, I want to watch that one. Um, but like I loved like The Departed, and kind of sometimes those uh, Taxi Driver. You know what I mean? There's so many sure. that are epic for different reasons and different periods in my life. I ain't seen a good movie yet, lately. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's I just tough. haven't seen one. And uh, I don't know since since the Meg in 3D. I haven't seen a good movie. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, Mad Dad three sixteen yeah. says, "What idea, angle, story did you think and possibly still think would have gotten over, but was vetoed by the powers that be, not the powers of pain?" P.S. <sighs> Love the show, and the McDivitt should be a sandwich at McDonald's like the McRib, <laughs> a little smaller and spicier. <laughs> that was great. That's you're right. It should be the McDivitt. Can I get a McDivitt with no onions, please? No onions. Uh, Supersize it. Um, I don't even know what his question was. Uh, it was angle all... that you thought could have gotten over, oh, but oh. everybody well, so shot I don't, it down. I, I, I don't remember anybody shooting it down. But uh, but I thought Naked Midian was one of the funniest things I've ever seen <laughs> in the wrestling world. And, and I just thought, like, this is the best thing ever. Like, he just runs out there in a, in a, in a flesh-colored Speedo uh, thong, <laughs> and he wears a fanny pack over himself, and he runs down through the crowd. It's the streak. <laughs> oh, yes, Midian. they call him the streak. Fastest thing on two feet. And it was great. he hits the ring. He does a little juke and jive. They come over the barricade to get him. He rolls out and he's gone. Don't look, Incredible. Ethel. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. The naked Midian. You had oh. a great idea, though, with um, Generico. Oh, well, that was, again, that was just an idea throughout there that if we could use Jericho on one uh, television show and Sami Zayn on the other. And you play it just like, just like they did with Zeke and... Uh, and uh, Elias, Elias. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I call him Ezekiel all the time now because I forgot <laughs> his other name. Uh, that's a true story. And he's like, "Oh, it's okay." A lot. My mom used to do that a lot. Like he plays along my, with my it. Mom yeah, it's great. It. He just plays right along. It's awesome. Uh, Jordan McCluskey says, "Do you think we could have gotten the faction three live crew a bit earlier had you stayed with WWE going oh. into 2001?" Man, I'll tell you what, I don't know if we could have had it any other time. I don't think it would have worked any other time. This was a cool time in the in the in the world really. Um, but like those two guys, I, I had some of the you know, DX I made a ton of money and had a good time with some good friends. Well, these guys I had a good time with some good friends and didn't make a ton of money, but I still had a blast <laughs> with them. You know what I mean? Like it was still really rewarding from a living your life standpoint to to wrestle with being there with these guys. And again, I paid the bills, but I wasn't getting rich. And, and it, I loved it. I loved my time with three live crew. I, I would do it again. I think there's some songs out there right now and they could be our entrance musics or whatever, but, but that three live crew did that, that are good. Like, I think those are good. And I know Dom can find that and pull it up or, or Marcus mm. or somebody. Come on now. Um, because there's some good three live crew music out there. Uh, Devin Howard says, dream match, war games, DX against one faction, the Four Horsemen, NWO, Heart Foundation, Spirit Squad, the Oddities, or someone else. 
Oh, I mean, why were some of those involved in that? <laughs> why, why did they just put? You know, you don't want to see DX and Spirit Squad and and Oddity. The Oddity I was going to go for first, actually. Um, no, NWO. I think NWO would have to be who it was. And the only reason I say that is because Four Horsemen before my time, so I know they were over because I was a fan. But I did. I don't know how you know, how it would have been to work with those guys. I knew the NWO, you know what I mean? I knew, I knew those yeah. guys. I knew how it was going to work. Um, so, yeah, that would be, and to me, I think we've asked on here before, like who, if you were booking, who would you put over? You know what I mean? And I said then, NWO, I feel like you got Hogan, you got Nash, it was hot. We were the hot little engine that could, you know what I mean? That we kept going and kept doing crazy things, but they they had the established superstars, uh and we were trying to get over, you know. So, I don't know. I think it would have been awesome. You know what else is awesome, dog? What's that? Getting Jimmy's Famous Seafood delivered straight to your door. You know, ah. they, should, they should play some music. Oh, oh listen there. Not that. Shipping nationwide now. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders over $125, excluding steam crabs and fresh items. All you got to do, use that promo code SHODOG, D-O-G-G. Now, here's the deal. Dog, me and you have been lucky enough to go to Baltimore and visit. I mean, this is Destination Restaurant right here. Hey, this is the destination. If you are a wrestler or a wrestling fan, you have heard of Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And if you've been to Baltimore, you have been to Jimmy's Famous uh, famous Seafood. Excuse me. This place now, you don't have to go to Baltimore anymore just to get it. They will ship it directly to your house. And if you use the promo code D-O-G-G, Mm. It will come for F R E E. You yeah. hear me, dog? In and if two not, days. If not, all orders over one hundred twenty-five dollars are, are free shipping. And and I'm gonna tell you what, you spend one hundred twenty-five dollars going to dinner and a movie nowadays. Oh. You can sit right on your house, uh, on your couch, and eat the best lump crab cake you ever had in your dead gum life. And if you doubt me, I got two words for you. Read the rest of this thing, Cassio. <laughs> two words for you. Crab cakes. Whoa. Huh? Soups, chowders, oysters, signature steaks. Do not sleep on their desserts as well. And yes, gluten-free items. They are keeping up with everybody's needs these days. Some of you might have got that famous gift box for Christmas. And if not, take that Christmas money and get it for yourself right now. It includes four of the world's the best colossal lakes? Maryland crab cakes. Two different crab soups. You'll eat Maryland crab cakes. Crab dip. Seasoned seafood and their signature bay seasoned sauce. Seafood, baby. How about this? Tailgate seasoned bundle seafood. for the playoffs. Two seasoned pounds of seafood. wings, full rack of barbecue ribs. Rack of barbecue ribs. Pint of crab dip. And your come own on, crab on. cake mix where you can crab make them yourself. Mix. How about that? Might be a new dog <laughs> tradition. How about that? A new dog family tradition. You making crab cakes with the little ones. Oh, How about snap. That? Or I'm you create use, your own I'm package. I'm going to use sausages. They're going to give you the cake mix ready to go so you can create it yourself. Two-day free nationwide shipping on orders of $125. Just use that promo code D-O-G-G. Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Delightful. Best seafood you ever had in your life. If you doubt me, again, with the two words, Jimmy's. Jimmy's. Just one word. Sorry. As we continue... As we continue with our listener questions, Jim Joyce twenty three says, hashtag "Oh wait, I know, I know Jim Joyce. Go do ahead you, with Jim? I do. He's a uh, cobbler. A cobbler. Is that a guy that does shoes or 
Uh, harvest or, peaches, yes. Or cakes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or pies, I guess. A cobbler's a pie. Well, then you know what he's about to ask for. What? He just says. My favorite pie for Christmas? Oh, no. No. The seagull story. Oh. The seagull story. So, Brett <laughs> Hart. No idea, do you? No. <laughs> so, do you have any so, idea what the seagull story I is? I do. I totally oh. do. So, uh, look, it's Peter's not going to like this. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I would love to be able to tell you that no seagulls were harmed in the making of this Canada trip. Okay. But the seagull, the seagull was harmed. Mm. Um, so we're driving. We're, me and Billy are on this Canadian tour, and it was, a, it was a good Canadian tour. The Nasty Boys were on it. Hogan showed up for one day in Nova Scotia on the tour. Like, it was a, it was a big tour. So... Um, Scott Steiner was on it. So so Scott Steiner showed up, and, and we all had two vans to go in. Scott Steiner said, I'm not riding one of those vans. I rent a car. And see, we rented a car. We rented a truck uh, for like a Ford 150 or whatever. Well, so I, me and Billy said, well, let's just ride with Steiner. We don't want to ride with this van. We can just ride with Steiner and get out whenever we want to eat, whatever we want to do, you know. So we get in the truck with Scott Steiner. Well, I didn't know that Scott Steiner thinks he's Dale Earnhardt reincarnated <laughs> and literally will drive in a grass median at over a hundred miles an hour. And that's, and I'm not even, you think I'm, if I'm lying, I am dying. You could ask anybody who's ever ridden with him or driven with him. Or, the, the craziest driver I've ever been in the car with in my life. What we got pulled over by a cop and when we got pulled over, about 20 cars and motorcycles pulled over behind us and got up to tell the cop what all we had been doing on this, uh, this drive we were taking. So, I mean, one co- motorcycle guy got off and beat on the window with Scott Steiner and the cop standing there. And Scott, Scott has this window up and he goes, cop, officer, get him away from me. Get him away from me. <laughs> Anyway. He's working. It's all a work to him. He, so they get the cops finally get everybody back on the on their bo- <laughs> motorcycles and back in their cars, and they go. And the cop goes, "Look, I know who you guys are. Just slow it down, man. We've got a lot of complaints." And he's like, "Yeah, no problem, no problem." We got back on the road. It was Katie bar the door again. So we're driving around this corner, like on a coast, and and there's some birds in the road, and you know. Birds are going to fly out of the road if you drive at them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this bird didn't. You know what I mean? It didn't. It didn't even move. And so Scott hit the bird at probably 90 miles an hour. Mm. So the bird stuck in the grill. Well, so so this was like day two of the seven eight day <laughs> tour. So the, the, so the bird is stuck in there. Like day three, the bird starts to get loose like it's going to fall out. Well, so Scott puts the head in the thing and sluts, shuts the hood on it so the bird can't fall out. Like it's his hood ornament now. <laughs> now yeah, this is not a good story, but it was a long time ago. Maybe there weren't rules then. Um, uh, <clears throat> so... He, <laughs> we literally, hey, so there's literally, we stop at this one hotel where we're all staying at. It's a big, nice, fancy, like old hotel, but it's fancy. And like the car's parked like right up front at <laughs> this fancy hotel with a dead pelican or whatever it is in the, in the, like a Canadian gee goose or something. And it's dead and it's trapped in the thing. So there's a lady trying to like take it off of the thing. 
Like she's trying to, like, oh my God, this is horrible. Scott sees her doing it and goes off on her. You, you get away from my truck. What do you, who do you think you are? You just put your hands on my vehicle? And she's going, but the, the geese, the goo, whatever she's trying to, and he's just going off on her. And so the seagull was a, was a, big, uh, a big story. That Did we, it make the whole trip? It made the entire trip. I, I think he turned it back in. With 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 seagull, with, with seagull. Yeah. yeah, it was horrible. That, that Scott's honor. You but, didn't do that. No, I didn't. I didn't. But First it was of all, you didn't do it. I did laugh at it. Does that count? <laughs> I'm laughing. Okay, we're in this we're, together. Yeah, we're we're going to hell together. Feet. I guess we didn't hit it. We didn't or, put it in the yeah. hood. And I didn't. And we I wouldn't have done that either. And I, look, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have done that anyway because I wouldn't have wanted to touch the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody oh, does. Yep, All that's right. the seagull story. Jim Joyce, we met him in uh, on that Canada trip, and he fixed my kick pads and Billy Gunn's boots that we needed fixed, and he repaired them the day we were there and brought them back to the hotel room, and good to go. I've known him ever since. That is a lot funnier than the story of uh, when, um, on my way to my prom, we ran over a dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Running over a dog's not funny. Hey. Running over like a bird that's too stupid to fly out of the way of the oncoming car. Like, I don't right. know what to tell you. Four of us in a vehicle, of course, me and another date. Me and uh, both got our dates, and he's driving, leaves out of the girl's house, and promptly runs over the neighbor's dog. And oh, you talk about setting the mood buzz kill. for the night. Yeah. yeah. There ain't you... no... The awkward slow dance... It never no, goes away no, after that. No, it's just tears on my pillow. Right, because she knows she's got to go back home. my heart caused by you. Hey, let's listen to that three live crew song he has. We got it. There. Whoa. The dirt bag. Mother is a bad jam. Beware, coming for you. The remix. Three live crew. Still getting rowdy. Oh, you didn't know? We the three LK. I thought you were having a seizure. I didn't know what was going on. I said, somebody do a wellness check. Well, talking about a buzzkill. Dying in the middle of the three live song. All there. Oh, we had fun. We had fun doing that stuff. Alex Galarza says, during the time you were in DX, was there ever a moment where something was pitched that made y'all say, okay, that's too much. We can't do that on TV. Well, it was a lot of that that I thought, like, come <laughs> right. on, we can't do that. And they were like, no, really, you can. Uh, and I was like, well, we're going to do it. My wife's watching this, you know. Uh, but, <laughs> and, but, but we did it all. Like, I, I didn't ever, 
I didn't ever hear the first thing I thought like, Oh God, that's too far. was the Katie Vick thing with, uh, with Hunter and, and Katie oh. Vick thing. And I really don't even, didn't even see it all, but I just heard about it and it's like, okay, that's now we're just being crazy. Um, but yeah, they look, everything they pitched to us, we did. <laughs> Y'all wasn't the ones turning it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah Walker wants to know at you didn't know pod. Should the WWE have a wing for the refs from the past? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think I think they should. And I think some of the guys that you have up here right now, my brother being one of them, Timmy White being one of them, Mike Kyoto, uh, Jack Doan, Nick Patrick, Teddy Long. Got to get the uh, Hebners in there. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Hebners would have to be in there because of their – I mean, they played a huge important role in, in, in uh, you know, that big angle with them. So, yes. so I just I – just, yeah, I think there should be. Um, so having said that – I don't know if what brought this question on was the new found fame of all the referees. Uh, but like, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Like you don't want to like when you're, when you're learning how to wrestle, like I was always taught, don't use the referee's name because that means, you know, him and, and it's, oh. it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, I it's can see now that. it's, so it's, so you just say ref, you know what I mean? You just yell ref. You don't yell like, Hey, you, Hey, Terry, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Whatever, you know? And so now seeing them like take a spotlight in stuff is very, and I totally get Jim Cornette's vision on this. It's very hard to swallow. Sometimes it's like, he's not the, he or she is not supposed to be the attraction. That's not the job you have. If you wanted to be a wrestler, then you need to be a wrestler. But if you want to be a referee, you got to be an unsung hero and be okay with doing that. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't agree with, Everybody taking pictures of the, you know, and being, oh, this is me. And this is like, I don't know if, I don't know. That's old school thinking. It's probably wrong. And I don't mind saying that. Well, that's an interesting um, thought. I never, I never heard that tidbit. <clears throat> so it's just, um, it's just something to think about. Like if the character, if the, re if the referee is a character and I'm not saying don't use the ref in a match, but you use the ref in an official way. Like he's the official. And so you don't. I don't know their name and I don't, I'm not friends with them and I'm not, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's an official, they're the official. And so we, they should be treated officially. And I don't look, I never, I don't know any of the guys referees names at ref boxing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, some boxing fan might, but like chances are you go like, yeah, they just had a yeah. guy in there that went like, Hey, I call it like I see. That was the, what was the one guy. Let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah. Miles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Was it. And that's, that's, and that, so it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn about, about these uh, referees these days becoming and uh, having a presence on social media. I get all that. You're a young person. You have a social media presence, but I just don't know if it's, I don't know if that's right, wrong or indifferent. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's good or bad, but I know it's could be seen as a distraction. If the daggum referees uh, more over than the, than the wrestler. <laughs> Chris Salima says, any good stories when you guys would go to Providence, Rhode Island? Hmm. Uh, just the haunted venue. Like, and, I, and it wasn't in, uh, oh. it wasn't when I went with, with WWE. It was when I went to uh, work independent shows in Providence, Rhode Island. There was an old venue. There was like an old theater and it was haunted and it was really a cool, good looking, cool theater. And I was never in there after darker. I mean, alone or anything with the lights out, but man, it would have been a cool place to kind of investigate. You know what I mean? And Get walk through. I ain't doing it. I ain't walk. doing it by myself though. I'll tell you that much. 
Michael Llewellyn says, uh, what was your favorite hardcore match you were ever in during the hardcore championship era? And mm. do you think that style has a place in WWE today? So that was one of my favorite ones there is the picture it's showing us me and Al Snow in a hardcore match where we fought outside in the snow. Um, and I ended up pile driving him down through a couple of pallets and beat him in the, beat him outside. Uh, but it was also the one that we talked about a while back where he threw a poinsettia, hit me in the face with a poinsettia. Right. He threw, threw a poinsettia at me. I don't know if you watched that, but it was as hideous as it's. It, it was looked. awesome. Um, and, and so, but I also loved one and it's, uh, that picture right there is from it at the end of it with Big Boss Man. And uh, Big Boss Man, we, we had a good match. I, I talked him into putting the title on the line in a promo pre-match. Um, he said, okay, so I put it on the line. You know what I mean? I talked, goaded him into it. He accepted. Mankind got involved, and I won the hardcore title from him because of that. Um, but you can see I had a noose around my neck. There was blood coming out of my mouth. and You know what I mean? It was just a... Very cool moment for me because I love, look, I love Al Snow, but I love Boss Man so much and I, and he's gone now. And so it means a lot more to me, you know? You think um, they could ever do a hardcore championship era again? Yeah, look, I, I don't know if they could do a hardcore championship thing, but I think they still do a little wild, wild west stuff. I mean, you still, still see some chairs come into play. You still see them going through a table and stuff. So I think there's enough... TLC and uh, Street Fight and stuff like that where you get those elements uh, in, in your product. You know what I mean? It's, you just don't have to have, look, I don't think uh, Hunter's philosophy is that 24 seven kind of hardcore title. It's, it's a secondary and kind of made up. And, and I just don't think he sees value in it. I, I don't know that I do either because it was a little more blood and guts back then. Well, we were fighting for real. Half of us were, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was violent and, 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 but it was fun too. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a place for it anymore. Uh, Lee Wainwright, or Lee Wainwright, Wainwright. easy yeah. for me to say. Uh, he says, would you like to see Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn have a match in AEW? And if so, who would you be rooting for? Man, I, that's you know what? I'd be rooting for both of them so they didn't have a heart attack. Um, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They're both in the greatest shape of their lives. And I would love to see that because I think it would be uh, – a smart old school mentality match uh, with some new age, maybe scissor me, scissor me timber yeah. stuff going in there. You know what really I mean? Like having so, fun with the scissor. So, yeah. Double yeah. J yeah. With that, Jeff being so villain. mad about it. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're clearly, good. Good. you know, Billy Jeff's, the, Jeff's the last outlaw and Billy Gunn was a new age outlaw. So there Come might, on be, now. might be the battle of the outlaws. And I'll tell you where you'll probably see it is India. We are rooting for Billy, by the way. Oh, are we? Billy's uh, never slapped the, Fire out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, neither has his wife. <laughs> at I, N- I get it. I get it now. Mm. At N64 Memories says, which Attitude Era WWF video game did you like? Oh, so look at I, that. I'm going to be honest with you. Look I never, you. never played a video game. Uh, I don't want to say in my life because I've played video games. But when I played video games, it was Dig Dug and uh, <laughs> Galaga, you know what I mean? Like it was those video games. I have honestly, I never played any one of these video games, but like the new one looks really good. Like it makes me look jacked up and big. So I like that one. Uh, I didn't have to do any working I out. Or... You were awesome at Paperboy. Did you? <laughs> oh, yes. Frogger, 
Dude, that's you. I'll that's you. Dust. I'll leave Centipede. Dust. Yeah, all of them. Um, Galaga. Uh, what was the? F- no, Galaga was the one with the. Cubert. Did you ever get into Cubert? <laughs> no, no, but I know. <laughs> that one. Hey, I just looked at that one. I'm, I don't. I'm not made for this game. That yeah. wasn't me. They look were at this. all hard to me. Look at you. Look at Road Dog here in uh, versus six here. That's what I look like too. My shoulders look just like that. Wide, son. Well, and they're Wide. they're very uh, rectangular, almost man-made. <laughs> That's the new one that came out. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was a good look. It was a good look for me. The face looks like uh, the, the guy in the movie, the wrestler. He kind of does. Yeah. What's on your shirt? DGNR eight. Degenerates. Gym. Oh, degenerates. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um. At proper gibberish said, how long did it take to get the dreads done? I don't think I could sit oh, in the chair for that. more than 10 minutes. Let's take a look. Let's just, let, let's just drink That is in. almost Burt Reynolds and Playgirl right there. It is. It is. It's very Playbert. We'll get you a bearskin rug. It. It's Cubert and Playbert. <laughs> uh, but so the, the dreads, I don't know. It took it, but it depends on how intricate the, the weave-in was on the top. Uh, but usually the dreads at the back didn't take too long. It was just her braiding hair. But would um, be the longest setting. The probably. French braid, pro- probably three hours. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's you know it's you stop every now and then and like hang a big out. tattoo. You, hang you just, out. It's an experience. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was always an experience. Thomas J one one eight three says any interactions with Yoko Zuna? Did you ever wrestle or mm. team with him? So I never wrestled or teamed with him, but a lot of interaction with him. Like I was definitely there when he was there, and uh, and Big Rodney was cool as Christmas, man. Everybody who talks about him, it's all true. He was cool. He was uh, him and Taker were the were the men. You know what I mean? It was kind of Yoko before it was Take, and Take kind of took over post Yoko, and so it was. Yoko was the man, and, and he sat like the he sat like he was at the head of the table. You know what I mean? It's funny that that, that that's the that's the deal now because that's yeah. how it kind of was. He was the guy, and he was respectful, and he and he was respectable, and all of the above. And he worked hard, and he had fun, loved. You know what I mean? Like he was. Look, all of the Samoans are great guys. They're all good. They're all good guys and good girls, and they're all they're all good people that have family values and and. I don't know what's not to love about him. Yoko was just another one. At Zombie Warrior eighty eight, or as his family calls him, Douglas Nelson the second. Uh says, "What is your best advice for those who are interested in joining one of the military branches of the U.S. government?" I would so I strongly promote doing that. To be quite honest with you, I, I really do. I, I see people flying. You know, Pensacola is a naval air station, and, and so I see a lot of Navy guys flying into here when I'm flying from Atlanta. Always thank them for their service because I look. I think that's a a huge thing. And while we've had peace here for a really long time, some of you your whole lives, um, danger's just on the outside of our border, and it always is. And uh, and there is a literal Game of Thrones being played around the world at all times. And in the Game of Thrones, if you don't win, you die. Uh, and you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. And I, <laughs> look, we we do. We need people on on those walls. We need people to secure our borders and and not the southern border, all our borders. And 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 that goes, you know what I mean, for from enemies uh, abroad, domestic or abroad. And so. 
we need people in our military to have a strong military. And that's because we are sometimes the police department of the world. And so we have to be powerful. And so I, I promote joining the military. Now I would say, uh, if I had it to do over again, I would have probably joined the air force. And I learned that because the air force like gets a lot of money, I think, because they had like blueberry pancakes in their chow hall and like it. So it's very, very, you know, rigid background research went into this for me to give you the reason to, to join the air blueberry force. Pancakes blueberry pancakes. Factor. Bro, we would go and we were stationed in DC. We would go to Andrews air force base and eat breakfast. And like for two bucks and 10 cents or something, you get like two blueberry pancakes and scrambled eggs and sausage. Like, Holy crap. At our chow hall, we're getting like a piece of bread with some uh, poop on shingles thrown on it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, good luck with that. Um, So so anyway, it was just I would probably join the Air Force if I was going to uh, do it again. I'm not in the Air Force, as you can see. I think the only one I've addressed is uh, Captain Crunch. But Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I, I did take space, a, what it, the space force. Space maybe. force might yeah. be my jam. I took in high school the abs vab or whatever it was called, oh, yeah. where they yeah, would get yeah. your ability. I don't even know what it is, but yeah, you the know they wanted you to score something, and I scored decent on it. And they were like, "Hey man, are yeah, you, you interested in joining?" And I was like, like nope. "You know what? What are you giving away as your free swag?" And they were like, "We got these cool <laughs> army socks and all that, you know." Yeah, you know, they load you up. And I was oh, like, yeah. "I'm in," and so they. <laughs> They the called you, goes, didn't they? The guy, no, the guy goes, um, well, we've we've got your measurements down. Uh, you are actually too fat to join right now. Uh, mm-hmm. If you would like to lose weight, we run every morning at the courthouse at 5 a.m. In just a couple months, you'll be down to the, you know, the, the top end weight. <laughs> yeah. And I went, if I wanted to run at 5 a.m. at the courthouse, I, I wouldn't be fat. Yeah, there's the disconnect. We've... We've reached a problem where we're not understanding yeah, one another. That's always been an option on the table. I feel like it was evident, like from the get go. Like I'm not <laughs> sure the vibe you got from here, but running, but running anywhere right. at any time. You don't just give me a gun or let me run something like on a ship or something. I don't know, but all right, um, oh. Steve Amani. So I would say start getting in shape right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna, yeah, because they're gonna get you that way if you ain't. Steve Amati says, do you believe that recording in 4K for television has helped kill the art of walking and talking in the ring? Hmm. What a deep thought that is. That is a deep question. I mean, it's a good question, but I don't know how. I will say this. It seems. What's what's his thought process, though? Why would it injure that? Because you can't talk as much or what? What is I don't understand the. I, I'm not. I, I do know the, intros to me seem weird now when I don't see the full 3D graphics and the whole. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when yeah. you see the presentation there, you're like, you know, we've got what our character or whatever it is, yeah. and then when you see it live, you're like, it's kind of lame now. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pyro isn't the same. It's just like when you first see one with Pyro and the other guy Dutton, you're like, well, yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, look, I get that. I mean, I. But you haven't seen that behind the scenes. Nobody's I really ever haven't. mentioned that. No, I, re- okay. I really haven't. And I, and I don't. And again, I don't know. His 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 example was as it killed the walk and talk. And I don't know what. 
how's that killed the walk and talk? Like a, a walk and talk for me, and I may be just mixing up his lingo, and I apologize if that's what I'm doing because I'm not meaning to, but for me, a walk and talk is like a walking promo. Like I cut every night when I got my entrance, like a walk and talk promo. And so maybe he's think, talking about working in the ring and and such great camera work, you can't talk as much. I, I, I don't know why the camera and the vision would, would have have anything to do with that, but I'd love to to dig deeper on that. Steve, question. be ready for the next ass dog. You need yeah. to go into more depth so we can yeah. answer it better for you, brother. Yep. Um, outlaw Corey James. Oh, hit us up. He says, instead of asking a question, can I just tell you how much I love you? You're my favorite sports entertainer ever. And I, for one, think you're better than Bret Hart. Oh, well, thank you. Outlaw uh, CLM. Thank, you, on thank Twitter. you, Pinocchio. Um, I appreciate <laughs> No, I appreciate that, dude. I really do appreciate it, even if you're being facetious or whatever. Like, I I, I appreciate you, man. I, I do. I, I love wrestling, and you love wrestling, and we can love it together. You know what I mean? We just, I'm just, I'm sorry I'm not as good as Bret Hart. Uh, no, I think Outlaw's, on, he's interacting with he us. On I think something? he's on our side. Yeah, yeah. He's on our team. Good. Yeah. Uh, Derek Martin says, Ooh. at Drock Nevermind is his name on Twitter. Drop never mind. Uh, he said, I worked an indie show you were on in Wisconsin in 2011. Mm. After the event, you left your shirt in the locker room. I tried to bring it back to you, but you said you didn't want it because, quote, apologize, earmuffs, Scott Hall bleeped it up. I never asked <laughs> what that meant, but I'm still curious. P.S. I still have it. Um, There's we, the shirt that he's got. There's about, you at the yeah, show. C, CW, uh, whatever it was. Squared. CW squared. Yeah, something or other. It was, uh, but look, I was also a champion of that, look at of you. that federation. Um, no. Uh, Do you have any recollection of that Scott Hall messed up? Yes. It goes Uh-oh. back to the one time I said Scott Hall stunk sometimes. <laughs> and, and it got all over that shirt, and I wasn't about to put it in my bag. <laughs> i'm sorry it was it's like sometimes you get like they put you in an arm bar and your arm is like in their armpit right and then you can smell them on your arm like even after a shower you know what i mean it's like <laughs> oh god am i Derek, um, sniff it tell us if it's still got the brand on it son <laughs> what the, i pray to the lord above you've washed it <laughs> no then it's not authentic you need to keep the juices yeah. on it Well, there's juices on it for sure. Don't Uh, spray luminol on it. (laughs) Hey, guys. Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. Eric Bischoff breaks down TNA's Aces and Eights storyline like you've never heard it done before on the latest edition of In-Depth. Because that show, one of the threads in that show was always, who's the mole? Who is he in this club that knows this information that could literally put us all away for life? You know, who can we really trust? And guys would use that concern about trust against each other for their own agendas. Referee Mike Chioda opens up the mailbag every other Monday, answering your questions and sharing classic stories like this. And just lick the licky side of my face and grab me and hold me. And I'd be like, oh, my God, all that saliva all over my face. But, I mean, you know, it would get a big pop. And just work with those guys, man. I'll tell you, never a bad moment with those guys. Never a bad day. 
If you're looking for interactive experiences, Kevin Nash recently sat down with Ad-Free Shows members for a premium watch-along event of the streak-ending title-winning match against Goldberg from Starcade 98. They wanted to split us because we weren't getting along, but there was no way that... I mean, anybody would have known that the money match would have been Hulk and Macho versus me and Scott. Like, that would have been the tag, you know, and then they could have had added another guy who would have had x spot. Get this and other exclusive experiences, including now being part of the live recordings of the podcast. Hey, that's just a small taste of what Ad-Free Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why Ad-Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. Johnny Iguana, which is, by the way, he could be from Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, he says, did you like any of your ma- Did you like any of your matches against Billy? And do you think you guys could have had a better feud? Yeah, look, I did love, I did, I loved every time I worked with Billy. We beat the fire out of each other. Um, I even loved our stuff we did in TNA, uh, and we only did like one lockdown pay per view where he beat the crap out of me for the whole time, and then I beat him in the match. Um, and another thing I want to say, and just throw this out there, is he's never beat me in singles competition in singles Ooh. combat. I have beat him on several different occasions in singles combat, but he has never beaten me. Ooh. Maybe you should put that out there and see what Scissor Me Daddy thinks about that little dose of his own medicine facts or facts i don't I mean, even know what just happened uh johnny gringo number seven oh says, that's like croc holiday from earlier <laughs> I, he says i got a question if dx could feud with any stable from today who would you want to mix it up in the ring with mm. you could go the acclaimed with billy you could well do, i'm do. really going towards judgment day Oh, like I just think that like the Judgment Day, the OC, like I could think of a couple different factions that are going right now that I would I wouldn't mind running with. All right, look, I, I like uh I like the OC. Yeah, yeah. I like the uh, the OC and DX would be a good man. Mix. And think about it, you have Mia Yim and China, China. Uh, you got China, on. China and Mia Yim. China. <laughs> uh, who are you going one on one with when it gets to ring time? When it's that chaos, who would you go with? Oh, wait. What's the uh, Luke you Gallows? You know, with all, all of you. Are you going yeah, Luke? I'm okay. going right with Luke Gallows. Uh, Ahmad Johnson. He says. I'm Ahmed sure you, Johnson? Uh, uh, Ahmad. Ahmad. Oh, my yeah. bad. My bad. He said, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but when did you know connecting with DX was the move to make? It seems you all took a chance on something that turned out to be incredible, but when did you know in your gut that it was the right move? The night, I mean, you could feel it. You could feel it the night we, after that mania where we joined and all stood on the, on the cage, you know, with a dead McFoley and a, and a crucified Terry Funk. Um, and we, you could feel it. It was palpable. This is awesome. And I'm a part of it. You know what I mean? And it was, it was never a, there was never a moment where we thought, Look, it's also just an attitude. Uh, you know what I mean? Not not just the attitude error. It's, it's a work ethic. It's an attitude. Whatever you give me, I'm going to do to the best of my ability, and I'm going to get over. 
and, and I'm going to. And that's that was that was my mentality. That was Billy's mentality. That was kids' mentality. Definitely Hunter and Sean. So and China. So so they could they could do anything, and and we would you know what I mean. They could have done yeah. anything with us, and we we would have made it work. But yeah, I, I would have loved to have that that little deal, but I would love to do it with, uh, j- just for the C and Rhea Ripley and China, uh, lock up. I'd love to do it with judgment day. Uh, Gavin, he hits us up on adfreeshows.com. I re- I recall a rare botch from AJ styles in TNA where he face planted on a springboard and it sure looked like you got tickled in the ring. <laughs> Are there any moments you can recall where it was impossible to keep a straight face? I, for look, a lot, of, a lot of times, and, and if I was working against him, why wouldn't I laugh? You know what I yeah. mean? If he busted his tail and, and, and ate it. Like, yeah, you hate everything he does, apparently, <laughs> yeah, so you yeah. got to laugh at him. Yeah, yeah, I got to laugh at him. And so that was, but but it probably was funny, too. Like, there was a, look, there's a lot of funny times where you're biting your lip to not, to not, because it's a serious thing, and you go like, Hey, everybody's going to be out there, you know, like, don't, don't be, we always say, look, don't be grab assing out there because the camera could switch to you any minute. You know what I mean? You got to be working all the time when you're in front of the, out in front of the, uh, the curtain. So uh, one of the great examples of that is when we pushed them off the, uh, the stage in the dumpster. And after that, everybody came out. Nobody was messing around because everybody was acting really mad and like swinging over the top of the pile. And like it, it made what we did better having everybody out there and in character. Like it just, if one you guy smiles it, and it breaks the and whole it, thing. and it disconnects, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. Oh crap. And so it's just important to, to be working, working all the time. Well, it's also why it's great when, when Sammy can. Break uh, yeah. 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 And crack everybody up. It's awesome. Tony flowers at adfreeshows.com and my sobriety, especially initially, I found it difficult to do the things I only used to do when I was high. Between the trigger aspect of it and also just never experiencing it sober, it was hard for me. How did you feel performing for the first time after getting clean? Was it difficult for you or just like riding a bike? Thanks, dog. So, so yeah, great question, man. And, and, And I love it because I relate to it because it has to do with your, your quitting altering your mind, you know what I mean? And living your life in a, in a normal fashion, like that everybody day people do, you know what I mean? Like that, that's crazy. That was crazy to me nowadays. It's, it's normal to me, but living like that was crazy to me. So look, when I, when I started wrestling and doing the thing again in 2015, I thought, well, I'm as good as I ever was once, whatever that, you know, that, uh, that song is by, by whatever the guy's name good is. Good as I once was? Yeah, yeah. Not as good um, once as I ever was? Yeah, I'm really getting there, ain't I? You know, that song by that one guy. Um, the guy with the legs. Did I get you, though? The guy, with the, you, the guy with the legs. You were exactly, you knew exactly what I was talking I'm about. I'm speaking dog yeah. now. I like this. Yeah. Um, and, and so I really, so there was an anxiety, but at this point, because, because, and look, that's fear. That's made up in your head. That's not real. But so I had come to that conclusion already because I'd been sober a few years. And so I'd come to the conclusion like, okay, this is, this is normal to, to have some anxiety and I can talk myself down off the ledge too. I don't, I, I can ask for help. I can talk to somebody or inside my own head, I can go, Hey, this is fear that doesn't really exist. And I'm pretty good at what I do. And so let's just hit my music and get out there and do it. You know what I mean? And, and I would just do it and I would do it naturally and it felt more rewarding than being high and not remembering anything and, and you just get by, you know what I mean? Like that, that, yeah. 
that's the one thing that I sometimes hearken back to. And I, I, I talk about not having any regrets uh, because I do believe that we're, we're, we're exactly where we're supposed to be doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and so I had to go through that to get to here, but I, I, I just crap. I forgot where I was going with that. Do you just, remember? You're, t- you're talking about uh, doing this sober for the first time oh, and experiencing yeah, 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 it, being yeah, yeah. able so, to remember so, so, it. So, and I can talk anxiety. through, I can talk through my, I can talk through my issue, uh, before I go out there and kind of control, I, I can only control me so I can control that anxiety a little bit. And even, uh, through the anxiety sober, I was much more, I was thinking about things to say throughout the week. I was, when I was high, I would just get there and go, okay, what are we doing? Okay. I'll see you out there and just go and say a bunch of crap. But then I was thinking about it. I was being purposeful with things. And, and I just, I just wish, man, I wish I would have wrestled my whole career, not stoned. You know what I mean? Uh, like we said earlier, and I don't even know if it was on this podcast, but Sami Zayn texted me a picture and said, Road Dog admits he wrestled high with The Rock and Stone Cold. And I'm like, yeah, I wrestled high with about 90 other people on that same <laughs> roster too. Did you not want to mention them? It was just who I was and how I was. And I wish I hadn't have been that way, but I was. And so here I am. And and But but that's my thing. It's like, man, could I have, if I would have thought about stuff and given a crap about any of this, could I have been better than I was? And, and I mean, I feel like I got to say yes, but I don't know the answer to that. You know what I mean? Justin Roberts said road dog after years of doing the, the Justin cro- Roberts, the announcer. I don't know. I, don't know. I heard okay. he was a big fan of the pot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after years of doing the crotch chop, mm. how many times did you get a yeah? Okay. From a fan. Look at that. That's a good cross chop right there. That's a it's, it's textbook is what it's called. If you want to do te- if it's called textbook crotch chop, you know what I mean? And uh <laughs> and uh I, I don't know. Is he saying I'm like hit myself in the private? Like is that what do you say? Like is, is he fan, said from a fan. Oh, is, is that fan, is that the fan said are you okay? Is that giving you that? Is that one of those where your boy <laughs> gives you a shot? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's Has talking a fan about. ever hit you in the crotch? Let's, oh. let's just do that. I don't know, but I'm, no. I'm asking. No, they haven't. Okay. If they did, I would take them to wild crop territory. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Arpin on adfreeshows.com Arp. says, Arp. A-A- Arp. <laughs> After watching Armageddon 02, I have to ask, why are two out of three falls matches always done consecutively instead of staggering them throughout the course of the night to build up suspense. I understand redoing entrances take time, but if you have a weak card, for the sake of the show, isn't it better to trim some of the fat and lean on two workhorses like Shawn Michaels and Triple H to give you three really good performances instead of one? So I would argue with that. I would say, no, that's not better. And And the reason why is it's really, really hard to cool down and then work again. Like it's very difficult for your body to go through that amount of adrenaline and that amount of, of physical uh, output for lack of a better word. And then you go back and calm down and start sweating. And, and then you got to go back out there and do it again. It's really bad for your body and it could promote injuries. A lot of knee injuries, a lot of shoulder injuries. It's just, it's just not good to do that uh, on the wrestler himself. Story-wise, to me, it would seem like it would lose the suspense. Cause well, I think you would. If I know I, they're going to headline tonight, they're go- I know they're going one and one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were going to say, why do they always 
Like one guy wins the first one, one guy wins the second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I thought we were going to have a creative. But again, play. if they're out but there in one match, there's that possibility that somebody 100%. wins two like, in a row. Like, yeah, it's it really. Like, I understand the thinking that that the person right. that, with the question. Like I do, I see all the reasoning why, and I agree with all that. I just don't think he took she or whoever that is took into effect the Arp. the the wear and tear on the arpen arpen <laughs> the wear and tear on the wrestler uh, themselves. Brad Stanton, the New Age Outlaws were two singles put together. Does creative yep. usually do this to set up a match between them down the road, or do they hope the tag team works out? Yeah, you're always hoping the tag team works out. Because, look, if the tag team doesn't work out from the get-go, there ain't no turn down the road. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, if it's not, if one of you's not over, or both of you's not over, nobody's going to care about the turn anyway. And so, yeah, the tag team has to work for the turn to mean anything. So I, I and I've done it before, put two singles together Breezango and and uh, you know what I mean like you put two singles together in full hopes that this team does something and means something and then later down the road when you're done with them and they've beat everybody or you've beat them with everybody whatever you go okay now we need to that's the bonus though we got to get there first yeah right? you got to get there first um let's see Michael Whitaker said who do you think would win a rap battle Enzo or Max Caster I don't know. Max Caster's pretty good, but Enzo's got that gift of gab, man. Woo! That'd be a good match. It would, be, it would be a good good rap off, dog. Uh, you know what I mean? I'd love to be the. I'd love to be the. Enzo, it's your turn. <laughs> rap away, you son of a beast! <laughs> now we need Terry Funk rap album. That's what we need. I'll punch you in your arms. Yeah, yeah, and your legs, and your mother sucks eggs. <laughs> Uh, wiggle, wiggle your legs and your mother sucks eggs opportunity knocking but I'm shutting the door by the way your mother's a that was, Terry that was really good thank you for that cut Look at uh, <laughs> Jeremy Priest Jeremy Priest wants to know out of all that you have accomplished in the business is there one point where you kind of said, hey, man, this is the moment. Now, now, so, yeah, I've said that like four times. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I, I said it. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I said it in uh, Iraq. I said it in, uh, I said it in, look, I said it in WCW when I worked a dark, opening dark match with, with Harlem Heat, me and my brother Brad in Detroit in front of Muhammad Ali and, and, uh, Hogan was there and it was like, holy mackerel. You know what I mean? And I thought this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. I then had WrestleMania moments and got the dumpster mat. You know what I mean? And then, then I've had WrestleManias where I had my hand in the, in the cookie jar, the creative cookie jar a great deal. And when it came to pass, uh, everything we put on paper came, came to pass and it was executed in a, in a way that was successful. So that's very rewarding also, like from a, from a, like a nurturing standpoint, like you're, you're seeing your baby grow up on, on TV, you know? And so I've had very, uh, been very blessed to have a few moments where I thought this is the coolest thing. Look, I'll be honest with you right now. I'm having a blast booking the live events. Um, a lot, it's just really fun, and it's and it's all about fun. It's all about having fun and giving the WWE universe a, a great interactive fan experience when they come out to the live event. So that's that's what I'm getting to do now, and it's so fun because there isn't strict parameters about television times and so forth and so on with the live event. So while you may not have the uh, 
the pyro and the and the you know the 4K stuff and the the artificial whatever that stuff is uh, they call it what what is it um, the 3D graphics on there yeah yeah well, I, I, they call it something but I, I hologram. Yeah, yeah, and there's the big guys there, and yeah. you don't have all that when you go to the live event. But what you do get is like a 30 minute match with a bunch of false finishes and a cheating behind the back and a run in, and a, you know what I mean? It's like it's so old wrestling. So I, what I've the, what I've been going for at these live events is have have fun, and make sure the talent is having fun too because that that relates. You know what I mean? It translates as well. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh... Eros says... Oh, we've talked about him before. Eros. Eros. A common theme in a lot of the recent episodes, you really tout the storytelling of performers being crucial. How do you see the role of backstage interviews and announcers, interviewers and announcers? Do you think they would benefit from personalities and or gimmicks, or are they straight man to the performers always? Yeah, I think, look, I think nowadays they're straight man to the performers. And I think what you saw was a lot of, a lot of the announcers and became stars themselves because they could talk better than the wrestlers could. So I think, I think what, I think you could totally get away with having a guy and I, and look, this is going to date me and age me, but I'm 53. That's how old I am. That aged me right there. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) so, but like, I think you can have a guy that has a character. The problem I think is, is once you get to know that guy and, and you like him or hate him or whatever, the chances are you're going to punch him in the face with a wrestler soon. You know yeah. what I mean? Like one way or the other. Well, if, if, if the backstage interviews got a gimmick, I expect him to do his gimmick while he's trying to interview somebody. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Now yeah. It, and, and, and now you're asking the viewer to split their attention yes. uh, with characters. And so, yeah, I, I believe the question was asked about, should it just be straight talking people? I feel kind of like that's where we're at, but I do feel you could like, look, it's art. You could argue Pat McAfee is so huge. Like, him just announcing a show is awesome to me. You know what I mean? Like I love yes. Pat McAfee. I love me some Pat McAfee. So, so, so does everybody, but he's so cool and so big and so good. Like I, you can't show him too much or else I just want to see him. You know what I mean? Like I, need, I just want to watch him do the, do the whole show and just put, yeah. put, put a camera on him, you know? Yeah. And, and, and like you said, he's announcing, which is different also from the interviewers. Yeah. He yeah. does incredible interviews on his podcast. Yes, he does. That's what you want to see, but you're having fun and seeing that, that person instead of yeah, whatever yeah, the character you're, you're, you're is. Looking at, you're looking at him at the, at yes. the greatest punter and in, in, you know what I mean? The right. greatest tackling punter in NFL history. I don't want backstage and, Pat McAfee. No, doing no. This. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had a great so, match out there. Yeah. It's just, I think it's gotta be, I think they gotta be a straight man. Uh, Eric Sanon said, how do you become part of the creative team did management know you would be a creative guy, or did you just start pitching ideas in production me- meetings, or was it a completely different way? Well, I mean, look, to, to be honest with you, it was me and Hunter and and all of us working together uh, during the Attitude Era and, and getting to know each other and getting to know each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses. And look, one of the things Hunter and I did well was when Vince Russo would write us into things, would we would kind of uh, help construct and act our way out of them so it was a it was a mutual relationship thing that we we respected each other's creative uh bandwidth i guess for lack of a better term and and when i 
when I got sober, after I've been sober for a minute, and I've told this story on here before too, he called and said, hey, you want to do that again? And I was like, heck yeah, I do, man. And and the rest of it was history. I went up there. I was a producer for a short period of time. They asked me to be a member of the writing team. And I thought, yeah, that's awesome. I never, I never done that before. Had no idea what I was doing. Uh, learned on the job for sure, but relatively quickly too about how to, you know, construct the show and write the show and, and commercial breaks and just, just everything that goes into writing a show so much that everybody on Twitter would, would have an aneurysm if they had to write it and keep times and everything. But you know, it's easy as pie. We could do it on a Sunday with one arm tied behind my back. Um, but so, yeah, I don't know what we were talking about, but I'm cool. How you got into the uh, story. That was it. You answered it. Uh, before we get out of here, dog, as we wrap up, here um in you ready 20, to go tw- this is that was all the questions I, I, I had a question for you oh i was gonna ask you one too go ahead okay what is your like you're married correct yes yes what, I is, y'all's, what is y'all's traditions y'all y'all do at christmas and um well very on brand for our white trash personality mm-hmm. we have as many inflatables as you can fit in the yard okay uh gotta have you know, we've got a, a husky and a weenie dog inflatable. We've got the standard uh, lit up deer that, for some reason's eating my grass. I don't. I yeah. never got that. Mm-mm. I don't know. Rudolph doesn't eat grass. No, he eats uh, electrolytes with a like antifreeze. Is what I and, fed him. And, and I peppermint. Yeah. yeah. And peppermints. And then he died. Uh, <laughs> that was the seagull. That was Randolph, not Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> that was my my father in law. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, what were we saying? Oh, you uh, did the blow ups. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got, so we got so many inflated. My wife can't get enough lights or inflatables. That's her deal. So I pet, do you have to put the lights up? You know, no, she, cause she's an engineer, so I can't touch it. Oh, so you do it wrong. Well, yes. That's, exactly. Look, well, my wife ain't an engineer and neither <laughs> am I. Uh, we're more like the engine in the rear or something like that. We ain't that. So we pay the, these firemen. They're firemen and they get together during Christmas time and they'll come and put you buy the lights and they'll come put the lights up every year and they charge oh, us whatever yeah. they charge us. So yeah, and they're firemen. So they're up on ladders all the time and they come right in and they zip it and it's out in no time, straight lines all the way across the roof and everything. So it's perfect. It's about 400 bucks a year, but it's, it's worth it's it. Cause worth the light, it. yeah, the lights look great and they're, they're good looking lights. And so. I don't know. My wife would probably have more. She she's big time indoor decorate. Like if you came to my house oh. right now, there's everything indoors. Christmas and lights and been two multiple trees. trees. Been two trees up. Uh, yeah. We got four trees, but two trees up since the day after Thanksgiving, I believe. Right. As soon as you may get have been, them up. May have been Thanksgiving Day. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so look, I love it, man. I love it. I love my family. I love Christmas time. I love the new year. I love what about you. New Year's resolutions, buddy? You got New Year's hey, resolutions? I don't, That's what I was going to ask. Oh, I, I do not have one, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm in one of the best places in my head and in my heart than I've ever been. And if I had to do something, it would just be nitpicking, like, oh, I'm not in good enough shape. I'd start taking better care of myself. like so, Something that I'm not going to do, for one, because I love food and I'm <laughs> lazy and fat and skinny all at the same time. Uh, but... I don't, I don't have one, man. I'm really in a good place. If if I had to think up a, a resolution, it would be to do the same thing mentally that I did last year. There you because go. I'm just I'm just in a really good place inside my head. Um, 
and it feels good because it ain't, it ain't, it ain't felt like that my whole life, you know? Well, we, here's what we're going to do by the, uh, to start the year off. We're not going to get you in that place. Cause we're going to talk about coming up Russo versus Cornette oh. fighting. We've also gotten the works, the end of the voodoo Ken mafia. Oh, uh-huh. that's, that's going to make me cry. We'll discuss winning the case in the feast because or there, was a, there match. was a voodoo curse put on me and I have a tail now. Nobody knows about it. You chose the team with your father instead of Billy. How yeah, of that? course I did. Blood's thicker than water. So we're going to talk about that. Billy, gonna... you're a half a man compared to my father. <laughs> scissor me this, scissor me that. Good God, son. How many times <laughs> does he beat you in singles competition? Never. Never we'll get ever. to that. We'll get to Corny and Russo. We'll get yeah. to more ass dogs. I think we got some possible guests in the works. We might bring yeah. out that if y'all are interested in Ooh, that. Yeah, let us know. Let if us you want, know. If you want guest. Tweet us at you didn't know. He's at Brian R D James at the Casio Kid. Thank you to the Dirtbag D'Angelos for helping yes, us out. Uh, thank you for our buddy Derek Sabato on some notes for helping us seem like we know what we're talking about. Ditto, kiddo. Please like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating on all platforms. Uh, be sure you turn on notifications if you're at youtube.com slash dog. Shout out real quick. I know it's the holiday season, yep. and you said you were in a good mental place, and so is our buddy Eric Bischoff. He wrote Amen. a new book. Got called Grateful, Grateful with Guy Evans. It's on Amazon or go to bischoffbook.com. Grateful is a state of mind in. as well. That new new book by Eric, Grateful. Grateful is a state of mind. And, and you got and you really could use this as for something I used to do in early sobriety. And maybe I should have said this earlier with the question. But one thing I did was make a, uh, you know, a, a list of things you're thankful for. Uh, you know, a gratitude list every day and like what, and it can get simple too, man. My 10 toes, you know what I mean? If you got 10 toes, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you make that list though, and you get in a thankful state of mind and life just comes easier. Hashtag wild crock territory. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's like getting sober, isn't it brother? Wild crock territory. It is. And you bang your head around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to figure it out. And then stand there and look hot at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, That's with, it, with buddy. Beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Like, subscribe you, before guys. you get out of here. Thank you for interacting with us. These Ask Dog episodes are always a ton of fun. Amen. We love interacting with our skanks. And if you didn't like this, and you don't like this show, and you think Bret Hart's better than Road Dog, we got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs>